All right, my name is Bart Isley. Uh, I'm here with Scrimmage Play. This is a, a new format for the Scrimmage Play podcast. We're calling it the panel, and we are going to break down, while we all wait for total sports to come back around, we're going to break down the top 10 players in the last decade of Scrimmage Play. So kids that graduated in the class of 2020 all the way back to the class of 2010. And the, we're going to – this one right here, this panel, where is it going to be about girls' soccer? And we brought on some expertise because uh, we need the expertise to be able to get it done. Uh, and we've got a, a number of people to help us out. So we've got Gratham Academy's Price Thomas. Uh, Price spends a lot of time training some of the area's best young uh, soccer players. And then we've got Western Almar's Jake Desch, head coach uh, for uh, the Warriors, uh, won some state titles over the last few years. And then we've got another state title winning coach and coach Amy Sherrill from Almar. Um, all these folks know a lot more about soccer than I do, which is why they're here uh, and why we're going to break this down uh, with them. But we've gotten together uh, over the last few weeks. We've had some emails exchanged. We've had a Google Doc that we've been working on. It's a little bit low tech, but we're going to make it work. Breaking down and, and kind of exploring the kids that we thought were candidates. Um, and some of these folks aren't kids now. They're uh, adults with good jobs and they're doing really well because this spans 10 years and a lot can happen in that time. So um, we're really excited to kind of look at this ton of kids that we've kind of considered and worked through and we've narrowed it down to, to 10 folks. But we want to start with the physical therapy at ACAC lock of the list. Uh, this is one kid that unequivocally we thought just did, just was a kid that we all agreed uh, was on the list. And it's Hannah Keith from Monticello. Uh, she was all state as a junior and senior, strong backline defender, three-year starter uh, at William & Mary when she went to college. Jake, you can speak to this first. You know, what did Hannah Keith bring to the table? What made her tough to play against? Um, it was her versatility um, and where she could play. I mean, she's naturally a defender, but she had enough skill, especially in the high school level, that she could be dominant at a center mid um, and probably even gotten the attack um, for Monticello. But she was such a smart player as well. Um, she read the game so well, and she was just tough to break down. Um, no matter what we threw at her, um, she was always there to, to stop all of our counterattacks, all of our attacks in general. And, um, you know, she was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of, you know, tough to coach against, um, but uh, really, really an excellent player. Amy, you got to coach against her for several years. You got to see Hannah Keith, a, a really rugged defender. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we, we would, were very fortunate to throw some potent offense at her. Um, and, you know, she was there like, like a wall every single time. And um, it was frustrating for, for our players to face her uh, game after game. And, you know, for us, it was strategically trying to break her down, pull her out of position, uh, which, you know, like Jake said, uh, she was a very smart player. Um, and so she read the game very well and was able to um, be that coach on the field to, to bring her team up. Um, so very, very good leadership from the back. And um, like you said, strong collegiate player as well. So that's our physical therapy at ACAC, lock of the list, Hannah Keith from Monticello, uh, a stalwart defender. And you got to be a darn good defender to make it on this list. Because uh, we've got a ton of goal scorers, a ton of people that have stepped up. But another backline player, and I, I would say that it, 
it's tough to argue against her as the best goalie over the last 10 years. Amy, a really special player for you, Ayana Tyler Cooper. Uh, she was the 2017 State Player of the Year uh, on a state title team, which, again, very tough to do if you're a keeper. Um, and arguably, I, 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 I already said it. I think she's the consensus top 10 keeper in the last 10 years. She's been all conference at UNC Greensboro. Um, just a tremendous kid. And, you know, I, I'm sure you've got a ton of stories uh, about mm -hmm. what Ayana was able to do for you guys. Well, just to, to watch her grow uh, was the biggest thing for us and, and for her to come into who she is as, as a player and a, as a human being. Um, you know, she's a phenomenal kid, but, um, you know, I think you or Ryan tagged her uh, one, one game as, you know, a walk-in shutout, um, you know, in her career, um, a span of three years on varsity, over 40 um, shutouts. And um, just that, you know, she, she had some good people in front of her, but at the end of the day, she had to make the saves. And she had to come up with, with those big stops, and she would time and time again, um, left-footed. So, you know, that's something unique uh, for, for a goalkeeper to be able to bring, um, which was fun because, you know, when she's reading the play, she's got, you know, that left side dominant, um, which is obviously the other side's, uh, other people's, you know, dominant side. So uh, she's very strong, um, you know, loud um, vocal leadership was on par as well. So um, not surprised that she's done incredible things at, at UNCG. Um, in her last year there? One of the kids, she just st stood out to me. There was one big moment. I, I don't remember. I think it was that she got stuck with a PK um, and she jumps up and she's screaming and yelling. That was a big playoff game. You know, she would go these whole games that, during the regular season uh, where she just wouldn't have to make, you know, many saves. But then immediately when you guys hit the playoffs, really had to jump things up a notch. And, and she did it in that moment. Absolutely. I mean, the huge game against Briarwoods, which we always see in the postseason that has great soccer. Um, and, you know, she's facing, you know, a girl that's going to play at JMU and she just makes that stop and uh, shifts the whole momentum of, of that game for us. And um, really, really just strong, strong kid. Jake, what made it tough for your offensive players when, when they were kind of squaring off with Ayana? Well, I mean, playing against Amy's team is <laughs> it's always tough. So it's, uh, um, but I think what it, I think what it, to her credit, um, it was her overall confidence. Like she, she was, she was imposing. I mean, our players knew that if we were, you know, even when we build up our best attack and got shots, I mean, they're gonna have to be perfect shots to beat her. Yeah, obviously, Ayana Tyler Cooper, tremendous, tremendous player. Uh, and an easy choice for this. A lot of these were easy choices. There were some tough choices uh, to leave off, but all these players uh, are very deserving. One of these, it's kind of an interesting case, uh, is Anna Sumter from Western Almar. Uh, she's our third player on the list. And Sumter is interesting because we saw one full year uh, of Anna Sumter. We saw 30 goals and All-State as a freshman. Uh, and the quote that I pulled uh, from one of our game stories was Fernando Opere uh, suggested she was from the sky, that she was some kind of soccer angel uh, that was there to kind of tear things up, but then ran into so many injuries the rest of her career and then broke into the rotation and eventually started at UVA, is still playing at UVA now. Um, Anna Sumter is one that's tough. tough. It's tough to leave her off just because of the pure potential and the pure impact and the way that she continued to have an impact even when she was hurt. Uh, 
Jake, you you can start with Anna. She's obviously just a tremendous talent. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's very, very talented. Arguably one of the most talented players to come out of uh, of the Charlottesville Central Virginia region. Um, but beyond that, I think it, what her legacy, I mean, because, you know, obviously she couldn't play for a lot of, uh, of those years through injury, was her leadership and her work ethic. I mean, that that's going to be her legacy. Um, I don't know many athletes have uh, gone through what she's gone through, um, and yet she was always positive. She always made sure she was the hardest working uh, person um, on our team, um, whether she was on crutches or, you know, in a huge cast that went from her hip down to her ankle. You know, she was pushing everyone um, and leading by example. And, uh, you know, she makes everyone better, um, you know, whoever she encounters, whether it's teammates, it's coaches, it's just other, other peers. Um, she wants to be the best and she pushes everyone to be the best. Price, you've gotten a chance to work with Anna, you know, and Jake touched on it. I mean, her work ethic's pretty incredible. Uh, just, just an incredibly hardworking, tough kid. How impressed have you been with kind of her mentality? Yeah, I think I've said this before and probably said it to her. I mean, if, if I, as someone who played sports for a long time, encountered even sort of half of the physical setbacks that she had before she turned 18, I would have packed it in and just done something else ages ago, right? And I, and I mean, I think that that, you know, I say that glibly, but honest to Christ, I mean, the fortitude of such a young player who's had what you can really account to just like bad luck. She wasn't reckless. It wasn't like she was doing a bunch of stuff she wasn't supposed to. It was just really bad luck. And to, to have that and to see that and to sort of continue to navigate her way into a, a, you know, first name on the team sheet for arguably the best team in the country, a pretty remarkable story. And, and I think that because we all know her, I think we're just kind of like, yeah, it's just like what she does, you know, but I think when you sort of unravel that, it's kind of wild and, and it's kind of remarkable. And to think about sort of, you know, let's be honest, the relationship that the university has with the scene here, I mean, for her to achieve that level is, is really, really impressive and just continue to do that. And like I said, I mean, you know, to still be one of the first two, three names on Steve's sheet even today um, is remarkable, you know, and she has really that kind of, I mean, you know, when you talk about, you know, kind of what it takes and, and when I speak to younger players about kind of what it takes to be really good, I mean, she's obviously a great example of just like the right type of appetite, right? That just like, there's always the next thing, you know, you can always get better at something. And, and she was like, you know, she's grown now and, and you know, and, and we saw her, you know, three, four times a week over the, over the summer. She could have been doing anything else, you know, and she's out there before her summer classes at 6.15 in the morning, um, you know, even still today, you know, and so I, I think that just sort of kind of, I mean, that's something that is, you know, that if I, if I had even a third of like that motivation as a kid, Christ almighty, you know, so just to have, you know, to have that and again, to power through what she's been through, I obviously think incredibly highly of her and she is an incredible kind of, you know, I mean, man, if we could just see her for a full year, a full 18 months, I mean, she's immensely talented. And, and Most of this list, uh, we're definitely considering what happened in high school, but what happened in high school with Anna was, was brilliant. It was short, but it was brilliant um and and special so uh, i think that that one that one to me is a, a 
like like Jake said, I mean, the leadership, the work ethic, those are the things that really stand out um, and made her pretty special. So this le- this list is on. Look, it's our list. We're going to make it up. It's going to include some intangible stuff. All right. We're, we're excited about intangibles over here. So another player, this one is a little tougher for you guys to talk about uh, as far as the whole panel goes. Uh, but, you know, she plays, you know, private school, uh, played play private school. Uh, soccer, so it makes it a little tougher for you guys to see her in the public ranks. But Lisey Irvin, uh, who played at Tandem Friends, uh, two-time state player of the year, 2010 and 2012, led them to state titles. Uh, she was third-team All-CAA at William and Mary. Uh, Lisey was scoring goals constantly uh, in high school, just just th- throwing up huge numbers, four or five goal games. Uh, unequivocally, the best player in Tandem Friends history. Uh, just a real standout and just it, she really transformed what that program did um, and, and made it a really special one but uh, Lisey Irvin definitely definitely on this list um, another one that is uh, exciting to talk about because we just saw what she did and it's not very often that a player uh, can lead her program to three state titles uh, and be first team all-state twice state player of the year uh, runner-up Julia Berg from Western Almar. Uh, this is one of Jake's favorites, one of Amy's favorites as well. Uh, when she looks outside her own her own program, uh, let's start. Let's let Amy start. Uh, Julia Berg, uh, just a incredibly versatile athlete. You know, um, I said this before, but I was so looking forward to this spring to not have to play against Julia Berg in the highest regards, like truly. <laughs> Uh, she was so incredibly tough to coach against. Um, and, and that speaks on Jake just because I never knew where she was going to end up, uh, whether it was going against our back line, uh, battling in the center mid or, or trying to get through uh, the defensive end. And, and so, I mean, just incredibly versatile. Obviously, you know, I think defense is more uh, her niche, but um, just a great player, hard to beat, um, and just really, really nice. Um, which, um, you know, just speaks volume of her, of her character and who she is. Jake, you got Julia for a number of years, was a true cornerstone type player for you. You know, what, what did she kind of mean to the program? Well, so we, we, we kind of labeled Julia as she was just always cool. And she was always, she was never got rattled. Um, she was going to play the way, you know, her game, um, which was, you know, she's super talented but she never got sped up. She was never overwhelmed. She just, she had this inner confidence in herself. And I think that, you know, went a long way. She's not an outspoken uh, pl- person or player, um, but she led by example. And um, we always knew what we were gonna get with Julia. And we always knew we could put her in the toughest situations because she was cool. You know, we could put her against Amy's, you know, best attacker and she was going to go and, and do her best to slow her down. And, and usually she won. Um, but, you know, we could put her in, you know, if we needed to play center mid, a forward, you know, she just said, yes, I can do it. She knew she could do it. And she went and, and accomplished what we needed to get done. Um, so we called her the cool girl, but she was just really, really talented and really fun to be with. Like, like Amy said, she's so, so nice. And, uh, She's the kind of kid that every coach wants to, to coach. So uh, another one that we got, yeah, it's Julia Berg was all over the place, three state titles. Another one that comes to mind more in that Anna Sumter vein, uh, a player that had to bounce back from an injury, had a tremendous, you know, tremendous career still 
and a special one for Price Thomas to talk about, uh, Carmen Thomas from Almar. Uh, she was injured as a junior. She was second team All-State as a senior while scoring 18 goals, standout at JMU. Uh, Carmen brought a lot of different skills to the table and, and is a very special player over these last 10 years. Price. Yeah, I mean, she's. You can she's, say some things about your sister. I'm I mean, sure. I could, I could tell you some other stuff about her too. <laughs> the, the sort of the, the outtakes. I mean, I think the this most special part about, I mean, obviously about her to me is that I got to see, you know, a lot of these kids. We talk about as, you know, when I watch them, I watch them as you know, either a player or a coach or, you know, and, I, and I'm trying to break it down. And, you know, the three of us are texting and talking and doing this whole thing. It was really cool to watch her as just her brother and just to be a fan, you know, and, and she would ask me questions and we would, we would, you know, sort of chop it up. But more than anything, it was really important to me just to be a fan, you know, and just to, to, you know, be someone who was, who was able to watch her grow and to sort of let her, you know, figure out sort of her, her, you know, love for the game and what she wanted to do and how far she wanted to take it. And I made a point very young kind of as my career was winding down to tell her like, look, you know, you don't have to do this either, you know, because of me or because you think it's like my, like this has to be your thing. And I think what was, you know, really sort of fulfilling and, and sort of a proud thing for me as an older brother was not only to watch her as she, you know, bounced back, she had two ACLs over the course of really six or seven years, but her it was always just sort of the most mature person I've met, you know, and then even just growing up was always like that, you know? And so, you know, I think that, you know, you saw that translate into the college game. You saw a huge culture shift in that locker room, right, you know, sort of through her sophomore, junior, senior year, right, when, you know, she was able to make it more of her team. And even when she wasn't playing, you know, you can kind of tell that the vibe had changed. And so, I mean, on the field, she's was a was a ridiculous athlete and I always joke is, is a much better athlete than I am. But, you know, did was just intangibly a remarkable kid who I obviously think very highly about and will insult later in the show. Hey, Amy, you, you got a chance to coach her. Uh, and just – Carmen Thomas was tremendous. You know, it, it wasn't just speed with her. It was a, a lot of things. It was a lot of heady type plays. Uh, a, a really smart player for you. Yeah, I mean, she was someone that you always wanted on the field. Um, obviously, you know, she's extremely gifted soccer-wise, um, you know, with, with her skill set and her athleticism. But what she brought to Albemarle Girls Soccer was just her competitiveness. And that edge uh, is so contagious. It's something that Every day, you know, she's coming to practice ready to fight and ready to grind. And it's either join me or get out. Um, and when you have your team all buy into that because one person is that competitive, um, that's, you know, that's Carmen Thomas and that's her leadership. And uh, we saw it at Albemarle and everybody thankfully jumped on board. Um, and, you know, like I said, she did the same thing at the collegiate level. So. Um, thankfully, it's kind of ingrained in, in who she is um, as a person, and um, we are very thankful that, that she um, was at Albemarle High School. I waited until later in the show to admit it, but uh, this list is going to have eleven, um, and we're going to get to we're going to get to eleven. Yeah, and I know it's top ten, whatever. Like again, we're making the rules, so we're going to stick another one on there uh, and, and make things interesting. But I, the next one that has to be on this list to me, and and this is one that. Again, it's tough for you guys to talk about because you didn't get a chance to see her that much. It's Haley Kent, uh, who played at St. Anne's Belfield. 2014 Division I State Player of the Year, all LIS and all state three times. Haley was just an incredibly important player. Her and Kylie Hedgemeyer, they came along at the same time. 
uh, were just incredibly important at taking stab from uh, maybe a mid-tier team in the state to to a state title contender. Uh, they won they won a title with uh, those two, and Haley was a big reason why she was ready to play center midfield right from the jump. Um, she she took off as a freshman and just played really well. She was also a really good basketball player um, before you know sort of moving more towards soccer centric later in her career. But uh, Haley Kent could just play uh, tremendously. Heady athlete, uh, really smart kid and played really well and just was a, a transformative player for that program um, and, and led him to a state title. Haley Kent, she went on to William & Mary, played awfully well for William & Mary too. Uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of these William & Mary type folks uh, on here. Um, and that, that's a good thing, I guess. I think it, Price, is that a good thing, I guess? Maybe it's a great thing. All these, all these, all these Charlottesville diamonds end up in Williamsburg. <laughs> a lot of tribe connections. I'm taking, I'm taking blanket credit for that too. By the way, <laughs> hey, Price it. Thomas, the original, uh, <laughs> original Charlottesville to Williamsburg pipeline was all Price Thomas. So right. entirely, uh, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. All I got was a subway gift card as a kickback. That's it. Come on, the community's giving you more, Price. Times are tough. Giving you more. Yeah, you know. so, so Haley Kent, another one who's got to be on this list. Um, and then uh, we move into a, a couple of Almar players that I feel like are really exciting. And, and let's start with Jazzy Laredo, uh, two-time Jefferson District Player of the Year in 2014 and 2015, played at, at Winthrop. Amy, tell us a little bit about what Jazzy kind of brought and changed about what you guys did as a program. I think the most important part about Jazzy uh, is just her work ethic. I mean, she was a workhorse. Um, it didn't matter that, you know, she was five foot nothing uh, battling there in the center mid and trying to receive a ball out of the air. Uh, she was going to win it and she was going to dominate and she was going to thread that needle uh, to get it forward to find Carmen um, on the outside. Um, you know, that duo together was pretty special, but, um, you know, Jazzy was our engine in the middle and, um, you know, she was relentless. She just didn't let up, which was very hard to stop. Jake, what what was tough about Jazzy Laredo? Yeah, obviously a, a talented, talented player. Yeah, she was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and I think what Amy said was, I mean, her work ethic, but you could just tell she was a competitor. Um, you know, I think she's <laughs> she'd be the kind of person I'd love to play against. Cause I think she, we would go shoulder to shoulder and she wouldn't let me push her over and she'd try to push me over and she'd probably win. But, um, but, but, you know, she worked hard and yeah, she was, you know, she was a grinder, but she also had, you know, she, she had the skill and she, she knew the game and she, you know, she would swing the ball when Amy would yell, switch the ball, switch the play. And she could, she could take a touch outside the foot and swing the ball and, and, and have us reeling on defense. Um, she, so it was a it was a great mix of, you know, hard work, grinder, but also skill. And you know, she had the she had the finesse that she could get around people and and, and possess the ball and and really control the game. Um, which you know, every coach, you know, I'm sure Amy would say, you know, that's one of the most important things. You need that you need that person to uh, to control the tempo. And I think Jazzy was that. Another one that is an Almar player and you know did a lot of different things has like an interesting notch because she finished her career outside the area uh but was so impactful while we're there and i'm going to push it back to, it's an almar player but we're going to start with jake because we we've we've heard him talk about fizzy gonzalez before and 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 what she kind of meant and what she changed jake what 
what was so special about Fizzy Gonzalez? Yeah, so I mean, I've been I've been around now uh, coaching for a long time, pretty much this whole decade, and uh, we've had some really talented players that we've already mentioned on this podcast. Um, and you know, I I don't think Fizzy, you know, necessarily is the most talented, but she is to me. She's the player that's made the biggest impact. She's she she took Albemarle from being an, an, a very very good I mean great team to like like almost there to like just suburb superb team and there's there hasn't been a player that's had such a positive effect on a team um and that fast I mean she she came onto the scene and it's something that this area has not seen before um she had speed she had power but you know she she read the play she she demanded the ball to be played through she was taking off she was anticipating while the rest of our girls are just kind of waiting for the play to be done. And, and she knew where, where she wanted the ball. And if her teammates didn't get her to the ball, I'm sure she let them have it. I let Amy speak to that. <laughs> but like, but, you know, she's a goal scorer. Every coach needs a goal scorer. Every team needs a goal scorer. Um, she, knew, she, knew, she knew what she was. She's a part of the 2017 Almar State title team, state player of the year runner-up. First team all everything that year. Uh, Amy, what, what was it that was – unique and special about coaching Fizzy? I think Jake spoke on this, but, you know, she played really well into her skill set. Um, and she did her skill set very, very well. Um, you know, she can anticipate like nobody's seen before at this level. Um, and then, you know, the, on the offensive end, her power with her, you know, right foot and her left foot are equal. And that's really unheard of um, at the high school level for us to see. And, you know, she had no fear. Um, she was going to run through you. She was not going to back down. Um, and she never seemed like she was tired, even though, you know, I, I, might, I might ask her uh, if she needed a break, but she, and she wanted it. However, she didn't show that, um, which I think the, you know, mental side of the game, that's super important that you're not alluding to your opponent that, you know, I'm tired, I'm winded, I need, I need a break. And, um, she just was a very, very good, great player for us. Price, you maybe got to see a little bit of Fizzy. You know, what, what did you think of, of her game and what she kind of brought to the table? <laughs> yeah, I have never seen anything like that before, period, ever. I mean, I, I remember, I would joke with Amy, and I, was, I don't love, it was just like almost, it was almost funny to watch because it looked sometimes like you were watching one person who was sort of on fast forward and everybody else like who was trying hard enough to be moving that quickly but <laughs> wasn't moving anywhere near that quickly I mean it was just it was a it was sort of a phenomenal display um and I mean I think look in a situation like that you have to give a ton of credit to the team and the coach for for you know really sort of being able to wrangle someone like that who's so much better at a thing than everyone else because it can become very one note, you know, and it can just become, you can get lulled into this, like, well, we'll just lob it up there and she'll go get it. And we get into this kind of like wacky thing that, you know, works most of the time and breaks down at the end. But, you know, I think that the way that team was put together, you know, they were able to, to capitalize on what she did well while also sort of staying true to, to what the team was supposed to do. But about her specifically, I mean, an absolute world beater. And, and I say this unequivocally, um, the, best athlete I've 
maybe ever seen in person. Um, and, and it was just, I, I remember the, the one game I watched that I really want, I love watching these two guys against each other. And so I went out to Western and watched this game and, and there's just like this hysterical moment of the ball's kind of bouncing and the center back very clearly and very confidently is going to get there because Fizz is on the other side of the field. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere on like a 30 yard dead sprint beats the girl with the ball by a full 10 yards. And it was just sort of in that moment kind of crystallized the, I mean, there's just, a, a lot extra there um so yeah i mean she was in, incredibly entertaining and again as someone who loves watching soccer and is a fan i mean i would pay to watch her so we we move from the flashy incredibly talented like just ridiculously off the charts kid that stands out to a kid that transformed a program and also is known for playing ice hockey at the same time a grinder uh, of the first order in, in Sarah Grupp I mean, for Western. I mean, just Jake, Sarah Grupp was a special, tough kid. You know, what, what was it that kind of made Sarah Grupp an important player in the history of your program? Um, well, you know, I think for her, it was, she, I mean, she's a competitor. Um, and the way, we've, the way we usually set up, we, only, we have one holding mid. We put a lot of responsibility on her. And she thrived on that. Um, you know, you tell her her job is, you know, like we said earlier, control the game, but also stop every team's counterattack or just an attack um, by almost any means necessary. If you win it cleanly or if you get some other person. Um, and she loved getting some of that person. Um, she, uh, she was super, she's tall, almost, almost six feet, maybe 5'10", super, super skinny, but she wouldn't, she's so tough. Um, and she brought that hockey player mentality on the field. Um, and it was, again, kind of like what you said about some of the other players. She had that, she had the talent, but she also had the toughness. Um, and it, it just, it helped, it gave our team that, that, again, like I said before, that confidence to where um, we could really just focus on the attack because we always knew that Sarah Grubb was going to pick up all, you know, any, any mess that's going the other way on our defense. Sarah Grubb was going to be there too to, to stop everything. Um, but she was that, again, nice combination of talent, but really that toughness. And uh, she just had this confidence that showed, you know, it wasn't just inner confidence. It was, everyone knew she, she had this strut about her um, and no one was going to get by her. No one was going to beat her up. Um, and she, she dared anyone to do that. Amy, I saw you nodding. Did you get a chance to coach against Sarah? She was in that sort of transition period, right? Yeah, you know, we did get to play against her a few times. And, um, you know, she, she just had that edge, um, like Jake's speaking to. You know, she's just a, a bruiser. Um, she she never found a battle she didn't like. Um, you know, very tough to, to beat and to try to get around. Um, and, and those matches, you know, early on were extremely close and competitive because, you know, she was back there. So that gets us 10. Like I said, we're going 11. So we're going to just stick another one on here because we couldn't, we couldn't decide. We couldn't tie break this one. And this is an interesting one because this is the only player on the list that's a, a 2020 kid that didn't get a chance to play their senior year. So that body of work's got to be really good. And it is really good. BCU, uh, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University player now, Savannah Alexander, all Jefferson District, all state as a junior, 27 goals, 13 assists as a junior. Uh, Amy, let's let's start with you. I mean, it, Savannah Alexander, just an incredibly uh, tough player who we didn't get a chance to see the whole thing by no fault of her own, um, and and has to be on this list. 
you know, definitely robbed of, of her senior year and that senior showcase um, that, you know, we wanted to see, but um, most decorated player to, to leave Almoral Girls Soccer, uh, for sure. Um, we're fortunate, you know, that um, she had, you know, the, the foresight to kind of work with Price early on um, and get get that training in so that she, you know, steps into to BCU ready to compete right now. But, um, you know, for us, she, it just was so cool to watch her evolution as a player. Um, we're someone that, you know, came in probably with not a ton of self-confidence um, and, you know, played like forward maybe. And uh, we just kind of said, you know, I, I don't think this is your spot and extremely coachable. Um, you know, we'll listen to what you have to say, uh, kind of, you know, meditate on it for a second and then go out there and do it. Um, she wasn't afraid to fail. Um, that doesn't mean she liked to fail, but she wasn't af afraid to try. Um, and, you know, that makes her who she is. Um, you know, she will go into everything now. Um, you know, she's a force to be reckoned with. And um, we certainly miss her. We have a huge hole to fill now um, without, without her being there. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the, the greatest things for her is to end her high school career uh, scoring a game-winning goal in the state finals. Pretty good way to finish it off, no question. Price, you've gotten a chance to work closely with Savannah, uh, you know, uh, over the years. What is it that makes her a, a special, special player? Yeah, Savannah's great. She's, she's, you know, Amy alluded to it, super versatile. I mean, as a, as a player, yeah, I think started as, as some forward-ish combination of, of things, but I, I think that part of her sort of evolution as a kid too has been growing into you know again someone who who is okay with the responsibility of leading a team and and okay with the responsibility that you know the coach puts on her to lead a team and i think that that it can be tough for kids and i think some kids are naturally like that and some kids grow into it and i think that for her to watch her grow into that and to grow you know into that with a coach who's demanding i think was was good for her you know and i think that you know, it's, I mean, it serves her incredibly well. Um, and then also, I mean, I think that's something that's, that's super impressive about her is, again, you know, once we sort of had that talk and we were all kind of figuring out, does she want to keep playing and what does the arc of her career look like? You know, the moment it really clicked for her that she wanted to keep playing, it was okay, you know, three days a week at 6.30 in the morning. And it was, you know, and, and you can see, you know, especially in someone like her, it's, it's, it's really down to the work that she put in, you know, and then her – you know, I mean, rainy days, snowy days, cold, hot, whatever. I mean, she was she was committed to getting better, you know. So we were obviously all really looking forward to, to watching her, you know, in the spring and, you know, now in the fall. And we'll, we'll get to see her at some point. But, it, you know, her sort of learning curve over the past 18 months has, has been incredibly rapid. And to see her pick up what she's picked up on and then obviously step into, a, a, you know, a program that's competing for, like, NCAA tournament places is super exciting. So, you know, we're glad she's close by. And whenever the world gets back to normal, we'll be, uh, you know, heading down 64 to check her out. It's awesome. So, 11 players. We wanted 10. We got 11. I feel like we got pretty close. That's pretty good. Um, and I really appreciate all of y'all taking the time to help us sort through this, help us figure this out and, and talk about uh, an incredible group of players. Kind of in, you know, I think that Charleston soccer has been good for a long time, but it, these last 10 years have been really special for the sport, especially on the girls' side. Um, just tremendous growth, uh, sort of an explosion of talent that we've had coming through here. So it's amazing to see and uh, really exciting. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to work on this and,